All right, we are finishing up our series soon, a couple weeks that we've been going through our discipleship book, and now we're to the, we, to the last chapter where we've been looking over the fruit of the Spirit, and we've been going over them one by one, and we'll get through uh, probably one of them tonight. We've already looked at, of course, the, the key one, the fruit of the Spirit is love. We've looked at joy. We've looked at peace. <coughs> we've looked at long-suffering. We've looked at gentleness. We've looked at goodness, and now we're going to start out looking at faith tonight, and of course, I don't want to belabor it, but I, I want us to understand that these become stronger in our life, and they become um, uh, greater in our life because of the Spirit of God, and as we let the Spirit of God control and work in our life, and as we grow in our faith, it's like anything that, that grows. Naturally, it's going to produce fruit, and the fruit are these different qualities which we so desperately need. This one we're going to talk about, <coughs> excuse me, faith is, is um, it's misunderstood. Uh, to me, faith is abused. And we don't even really know what it is. There's a real simple understanding of it. We've all heard the phrase like, seeing is believing. Well, that's the opposite of faith. We believe whether or not we see. In fact, of the matter is, what we see is really what we see through the eyes of faith, through our trust and belief in God, in his word. By the way, let <coughs> me just say, everybody lives by faith. Everybody lives by faith. When you get in a car and you start driving somewhere, you're having faith that you're going to actually get there. Okay? And the way you drive in California, or the way people drive in California, that, <laughs> that may not happen, right? Um... Think of people that evolution. You know it takes more faith to believe in evolution than it does to believe in God. Uh, the best phrase I heard, evolution is a fairy tale for adults. Okay? To believe that once upon a time there was nothing. And nothing exploded and created everything. Well, it didn't create everything. It created primor uh, uh, ooze, moose, stuff. And there was a lightning strike, and you got a simple cell, which, by the way, there is no such thing as a simple cell. And all of a sudden, that mutated, and next thing you know, ta-da, here we are. That takes a lot of faith. I'm sorry. It <coughs> takes less faith to me to believe in a creator, right? And uh, we, we trust in our technology and other things that we have no idea how we work. I remember, I am so old, I remember when you used to have a map to know where you were going if you were driving somewhere far away. How many of you remember Thomas Guide? It's like 7,000 pages, okay, and you have to look and like, where am I going? It says page 67, grid F5, and you have to look in there. I remember one time uh, in the early days of the church, we managed <coughs> properties. I had our own business, and we're managing properties, and I had to drive down to San Diego to, to, to see one of our new properties, and I'm in the car, and I'm driving. You know, it's beautiful. You drive that one part where it's just you're by the ocean. I had a truck, and I had my little window open, and I had my map right there in my little, uh, you know, the little flipboard thing, and I'm just driving, having a good time, and the wind came in, and it's like, <laughs> I'm like, I have no clue where I'm going. Okay, and that's no cell phone. You have to get off the freeway, call it. Where am I going again? And now you just like, <clears throat> you plug it in. And by faith, GPS never lets you down. Right? <clears throat> How many have ever been let down by GPS? Especially if you use Apple Maps. That's a, that's, that's a message for another day. We trust in medicine. You don't know what's in it, but you trust that the doctor says, 
I don't know if we should really do that. <coughs> but <coughs> you trust what the doctor says, it's going to make you better. So faith is everywhere. But faith in God is vitally important. Faith is a quality we possess by believing in what God says, even though we don't see it. Faith is a conviction of truth and belief, which will lead to character qualities of faithfulness and fidelity to God in action. You look, faith, when people tell you they have faith, I want to see it proved out in their life. I just don't believe it when some, oh, I have faith in God. They don't even know what that is. Everybody loves God. I remember one time we were out, I was out knocking on doors. John, I was over here by the old church, and, um, you know, I came up to the door, and it was summer. <coughs> lady had her door open, and she was in there, and I'm trying to get her attention. I didn't want to yell or anything. And so you know how it is. You kind of scratch your feet on the thing, and you're kind of like this. I thought, well, I'll just lightly knock on the door. And uh, it was a metal door, and when I knocked, it was not light. It was like, boom, boom. She turned around and started swearing at me. Whoa, whoa, like. I'm sorry, I'm from Pacific Baptist Church. should have told her I was a Lutheran or something. So I'm from Pacific Baptist Church, and all of a sudden she goes, hey, I'm a Christian too. I'm like, really? You might want to tell your vocabulary, okay? But <coughs> if you're a Christian, we're going to be able to see it in the way we live. There's going to be some evidence. It's not some mythological thing. Here's an easy definition. Faith is believing God enough to do what he says. That's it. That's faith. You say, well, that's just too easy. Well, that's what it is. You know, by the way, didn't we need faith to be saved? Faith to believe that we were sinners. Faith to believe that because we were sinners, we were on our way to hell. Faith to believe that there was nothing that we could ever do to get saved, but Faith to believe that Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, came to this earth, died on the cross for my sins, and if I will just put my trust in him, my eternal destiny can be settled. That takes faith. But after salvation, we need faith as well. We need faith for sanctification. That's how we live our life after this work, after we are saved. And how do we do that? <laughs> we live by God's word. That's how God's word works. It's one step at a time. This Bible is a, is a, <coughs> a book full of, of truth after truth after truth. And taken as a whole to look at that thing and say, I have to do all of this. It can be a little daunting, especially as a new Christian. But what we do is we grow in our faith. Uh, God changes our life and works on us. And we will incorporate the truths of this book, the principles of this book. And God will change our life. It is step by step. By the way, what's the very first step of obedience we take as a Christian? We get, we get baptized. Okay? <clears throat> by the way, someone that gets saved and is not willing to get baptized, they are stunting their growth. If you can't take the first step of faith, you're never going to take any other steps of faith. If we're going to disobey God in the first thing that he asks us to do, it's easy to disobey God in everything he asks us to do. And you know my testimony. I got saved when I was in high school, and it wasn't until two years later, after I dropped out of high school, that I got right with God. And I decided I'll start going to church. 
And when I went into church, Brother Pineda, I didn't go a couple services when I got right with God. And I'm like, I, get, I need to get baptized. They never, no one ever came up to me and said, hey, have you been baptized? I just, I, I just knew that if I don't take that step, I'm not going any other, I'm not going to go any other way. And so I went up there and said, I need to get baptized. I remember Ryan, your dad, my son-in-law's father, <coughs> he was helping in the baptistry. And I walked up there and I said, I got to get baptized. They sent me up there and he's working. He goes, I thought you would have already been baptized. Like, well, thanks for the encouragement, brother. Like, nope, never been baptized. I got baptized because I want to take that first step of faith. And then you take subsequent steps of faith. Now, understand this about faith. <coughs> faith in God is not blind faith. God has given us enough evidence for us to believe what he said. There's enough there to look at it and say, that's the truth. I mean, all you got to do is read the book of Revelation and go through it and then read the headlines. Okay, it's all coming out. Remember as a, <coughs> as, a as, well, as I said, when I got right with God, I like to read. Someone gave me a book. It was called Evidence That Demands a Verdict. Really thick book, no pictures. I'm like, I'll read it. And I was reading it, and basically what it was, it was talking about some, some, uh, some of the prophecies in the Bible, some of them pretty obscure, not normal things we would see, and how they were fulfilled throughout history, to the T, just like God said. At that time, I also was reading uh, books about the end time. That was kind of a real big thing back then, and I'm, I'm reading this books about the end time and all the things that God said, and you know, because I understood what God had done in the past and it came true, and it was right, I didn't have any trouble believing what God said about the future. Okay, there's enough evidence in the Bible to believe it. A lot more evidence in there than, than evolution and some of the other nonsense going around. But even then, we will still need to have faith. Look at Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Now, <coughs> faith is the evidence, there's the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. You don't see them, but the evidence is that faith, that you know that even though it's something God has said and maybe it's not tangible, you know it's true. You can look at your life, and, and, and the Bible tells us very clearly that the best life you can ever live is a life of following Christ and living for God. You can buck against that. Or you can jump in and trust God in what he said and say, if God, in what he said and say, if God said that's how it is, I'm following. It takes faith to live for God. We have to have that faith. The greatest evidence of faith is when we are willing to do exactly what he says. <clears throat> now, some people are very, very confused about faith. Some have a very mistaken belief in faith. Some people have a faith in faith. You understand that? If you just have enough faith, it'll happen. And so if it doesn't happen, it's because I didn't have faith. And they have faith in faith. Why didn't this happen? I had faith. Faith must be attached to something. It's got to be attached to God. It's not just some blind thing you throw out there and, and, you know, if I just believe it, it'll happen. It's not how it works. We have to have faith in something that's rock solid. I'll put my faith in God and his word, not what I'm hearing from everybody else around. Faith will always take us to God. Some people have faith in themselves. This idiotic non nonsense where, where if, you're, if, you're, <clears throat> if you're saved and you have faith, you ought to be rich and you ought to be healthy. How many ever heard of that? 
to health and wealth. I remember as a new Christian. I didn't know. I listened to everybody. I was going to a good church, and I'm listening to this guy on the radio. I, I, was, I watched him. He was on television. <coughs> Frederick Price. And I kind of like guys that spoke out. He was kind of a man, you know. I was going to say I'm attracted to men, but no, that could be mistaken. Okay, I'm attracted to, to, to manhood. Okay, girls, you ought to too. Don't get some snowflake. But, um, but it's like, I like the way he spoke. And, he, and even as a new believer, he starts saying some things. I'm like, what? You know, Jesus had a big house? I don't know what scripture he's reading. God wants everybody to be rich? The apostles didn't get the text message. Okay? God doesn't want anybody to be sick. Poor Paul. Paul didn't have any faith. No. By the way, <coughs> that doctrine only goes well in America. And you see, someone asked me the other day, why would someone believe that? I'll tell you right now why they believe it. Because we're greedy. And if we can worship greed and make it part of our theology, we feel better about ourselves. And so <coughs> this is the name it and claim it. You just name it, and God is duty-bound to do what you say. By the way, don't get caught up in that nonsense. Those guys believe that there are little gods. Listen to what they say. It's just a bunch of nonsense. They have faith in themselves. I don't have faith in myself. Some people have faith in a desire. If this is something I really, really want, and I just, I just pray and trust God, it's going to happen. That's not how it works. That's not how faith is. If we have real faith, we'll ask God for something that we may need or feel like we want, and we'll trust him to make the right decision for us, if it's your will, right? We don't like that part. <clears throat> you know, you may be having trouble with your car because you own a Ford. Sorry, Mrs. Stein. <clears throat> and, and it's like, Lord, I need a new car. I remember when we were, my wife and I first got married. We, our first car <coughs> was a Subaru. That was a mistake. That didn't, even last, that didn't even last the first week of our honeymoon. Literally. It did not. It just quit running. My dad was a mechanic, said, I, I knew it was a problem. He covered it with a white sheet. I'm like, here we go. <coughs> so I'm like, and then my sister said, hey, I got an old red Mustang you can have. I'm not, I'm not going to say anything because personally I don't consider a Mustang a Ford. It's the only car they ever got right. And my sister gave me this, this nice Mustang. So my wife and I are driving back on our honeymoon to, to, to college. And, um, you know, <clears throat> in the middle of Utah, 100 and something degrees. That car, I was going to say it went to be with the Lord, but I'm pretty sure it went somewhere else. And I'm like, wow, I'm looking at my brand new bride. She's like crying. I'm like, wow, Steve, you're doing a really good job here. So we got out of the car and we started hitchhiking. I'm like, we're in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, look, time out, hon. This is Mormon country. <clears throat> as long as we get a ride, if they want to witness to us about being a Mormon, we'll convert. Until <laughs> we get to the city, then we'll kind of backtrack. Sure enough, the first car that came by got in the car. They were Mormons. By the time I was done, I was praying to Joseph Smith, like, let's go. <laughs> we needed a car. <clears throat> I didn't pray, Lord. I want a very specific... A specific, oh, we had another car too, okay? It was a, uh, I don't remember what it was, but it was awful. <coughs> Someone gave me the car, said, you could just have it, Bible college student. I should have known there was something wrong right there, Brother Jim. It was a car that had main license plates, 
and it was registered in Indiana. I didn't even ask questions. My wife was driving it one night, and she got in an accident. I came home from work, and it's like, where's my wife? And it's like, <coughs> I went around the corner, there she is in the car, she got in an accident. So I pull in, I'm like, you know, the police officer comes up to me, he goes, I got a question. I'm like, yes, sir. He goes, why is, why is your wife driving a car with main license plates, an Indiana registration, and she's got a Washington driver's license? And I'm like, I don't know. Take her to jail. Pick her up later. <laughs> so you see, we had problems with cars. So we were praying for a car. Like, Lord, I need a car. I didn't make it specific what kind I wanted. Okay? And uh, we got a car. Someone offered us a car at a really low price, 46,000 miles or some nonsense, but it was a Chevy Chevette. You say, Pastor, what was a Chevy, Chevy Chevette? Listen to that laugh and go watch it on Google. I drove it that first time. I was driving it in the Dan Ryan Expressway, and it was raining. And I was driving it, and I'm like, man, it must be raining outside. My legs feel like they're wet. And my legs were soaked. I picked up the carpet. It was a piece of wood. The bottom was rusted out. Our cars are better now. The point is, I, God provided that car, and I thought it was from God. Except when it rained. wrong. Except when it rained. Okay? It wasn't a Ford, so I was really happy. <coughs> but people want what they want. By the way, you pray, Lord, I need a spouse, and you have someone specific in mind. And there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. But what if they're the wrong one? Okay, we're going to move on quickly. We activate, we activate faith by, <coughs> we activate, activate, activate faith by obedience. Faith isn't some goofy thing that, that you feel in your heart. Okay, we, we, we need to get over that. Remember one of the first anniversaries of the church, and <coughs> somebody I know real well, most of you would know him, I'd give you his name, but, <coughs> and they weren't at our church, and, and uh, they came to our anniversary, and after the anniversary, they were, they, they were a little bit spooky, and they came up to me and said, you know, during this whole anniversary service, God was speaking to me. By the way, someone tells me that, ask him what verse, but anyhow, he says, God was speaking to me about you. I'm like, okay. That's called gossip, no. And I'm like, what did he say? He said, you know, he said, he, you're doing a great work here with the church. He's going to do something really good for you this year. Man, the, 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 first, the next six months were horrible. We had nothing but problems. And, you know, you go to a person like that. I didn't even bother bother. I'm like, you know, you said about that good. God didn't get the memo because it's not been good. No, no, because all things work together for your good. Now, come on. You, you're going to twist anything. Okay, but we go by our feelings and what we say. That's not faith. Faith is acting out what God says. Don't we see that in Hebrews chapter 11? It's, it's, these aren't just all stars. If you read it, it says, by faith, Abraham, mm, what did he do? By faith, Noah, mm, what did he do? By faith, Isaac, or whoever it is, here's what they did. And when they get to the end of the chapter, by faith, here's what all these went through, and they did all of these actions, and they did all of these things through faith. Faith was seen in their actions. Romans 10, 17. So then, faith cometh by hearing... And hearing by the word of God. Well, why would it come by the word of God? Because that's what we build our faith on. By the way, Bernie, welcome back. I didn't see you were back from the Philippines. I don't mean to call people out in the service, but I was getting bored. 
But, but th that's what it is. Because we learn the word of God, and then we start to obey it and practice it in our life. It builds our faith. Faith is built when you follow God's word, and it turns out the way God says it will. You say, well, pastor, I'm having a hard time. Then you go to those verses. You know, uh, all things work together for good and, and how God's close to us and all those things and the comfort you get. And it's like, wow. But it takes faith. Faith in his word cannot be separated. There's just no way. The reality is if we don't live our lives by faith and we cannot please God. Now, that's a think about that one for a minute. <clears throat> if we don't live our lives by faith, we cannot please God. Hebrews 11:6. but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Isn't that something? When God says it's impossible, here's what he means. He means it's impossible. It ain't happening. For without me, you can do nothing. You know what the word nothing means in the Greek? No thing. You ain't doing anything. Do you understand? We can't even please God. If we don't live our life in faith, you can live your life, you can accomplish this, you can do all these things that you want to do with your life, but if you haven't lived by faith, you're not going to please him. You can follow your own will and you can kind of, you can kind of try to, try to uh, jerry-rig it and make it fit into what in your life and it's not supposed to, but you're not pleasing God. It takes faith. That's why some of you don't follow God's will. You don't think following God's will is what will fight, give you fulfillment and give you the life you think you want. God knows what's best for you, but you don't have faith. You know, I look. <coughs> well, I went to why did I go to Bible college? My pastor told me to. He didn't realize I didn't even finish high school. I didn't even go to talk to him about college, but I went. Did you have a game plan? No. I was, I'd only been in church for one year in my life. I was clueless. But I'm like, I just went because you know why? I love God. And my pastor thought if I went, it'd be good for me. <coughs> I didn't even have a notebook. All I took was, I took a Bible, a pen, and a highlighter. Walking down the hallway, first day of class, and I'm like, why is everybody carrying a briefcase? Like, you're really that dumb? I am really that dumb. And I'm looking around, <coughs> and providentially, uh, Pastor Esposito, he was Joe at that time, I saw him, I'm saying, hey, because, by the way, I didn't carry anything to class when, even when I was in high school. And I'm like, should I be taking a notebook or something like that? And he just looked at me, you know, like, hey, you know, that just really might be a good idea. I ran downstairs real quick. I bought some I bought some stuff. I got me a, a, a once I got sophisticated, I got a, you know, a, a briefcase. But <clears throat> it's like, look, I just wanted to learn about God. And I figured if I just loved him and I and I and I did what I was supposed to do, that the pieces would fit. Okay? And and they have. Now it hasn't been a smooth journey, but we got to where we were supposed to get. You know why? Because I just have faith. If I get up and live my life today and do what I'm supposed to do, five years from now I'll be exactly where I need to be. Exactly where I need to be. <coughs> if I just follow God. Some of you are trying to <coughs> shoehorn it into what you want, and the problem with that is that um, you want your will. Trust God's will. God will never let you down. 
Then the last verse here, and we're done. <coughs> it's not even in the book if you have the book. He says in Hebrews 4, 2, and we looked at this. We need faith just to, just to uh, uh, faith. Here's where faith and the word of God go together. We preached on it a few weeks ago. For unto us was the gospel preached as well unto, as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. You understand the context. We went over as the children of Israel and all the nonsense they went through. He goes, they heard the truth. The problem was the truth did them no good because they did not mix it with faith. What does it mean to mix it with faith? You do what it says. Right? James said that. Don't be a hearer of the word. Just a, be a doer of the word. Jesus said, you want to build your life on the rock or you want to build it on the sand? I'll tell you who builds it on the, on the rock. He who hears my sayings and does them. I'll tell you who builds it on the sand. He that hears a saying and doesn't do it. So here's the point and we're done. Right at 8 o'clock like we're supposed to be. You want to have faith? Then do what God says. Just, you say pastor, look, I, man I'd sit in church, 17 year old and he, and Brother Black, I loved him to pieces he was as straight as they get, former boxer I'm like, not a man crush, we don't do that okay, but I, I'm like that's a guy, and he believes what he's preaching and I'm like, I, and he'd say some things, and I'm like, what? Because that was not my life. But I'm like, if God said it, I'm in. It doesn't matter. That's what faith is. Do you really have faith in God? Do you trust him? Are you following his word? Are you taking what you hear or what you read? Are you mixing it with faith and obeying it in your lives? That's faith. Don't put a bumper sticker on your car. I love Jesus. I really don't care because you just cut me off. Okay? I want to know you love Jesus. Let me cut you off, all right? But look, you just, you look, are, are you doing what he says? It's simple. It's not that hard. All right, let's move on. Father, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for loving us. Thank you for this evening, those that were here. Lord, many came in, rushed from work, and uh, <clears throat> maybe barely had time to go home. Thank you for their attendance. Thank you that we could celebrate the Lord's Supper and think about you. But Lord, help us to have real, genuine faith. Help us to understand that faith is obeying you and doing what we should do and trusting you in our lives. Bless us now until we meet together again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.